<clears throat> you notice it says back to the Bible, the true living word, and then back to the beautiful path I once trod, back to the church. And then the third one, <clears throat> back to the giving of money and time, back to the life of commitment sublime. We need, then the last one, back to the prayer life in Christ I once knew. I was listening to a tape this week, and I was thinking about preaching on it, but I don't feel impressed. I may make mention of it on Sunday, even though Brother Joe West is here. The, a couple things. First of all, in the armor, the whole armor of God, the first thing is uh, gird with, about the loins with truth. You know, if we're not honest with ourselves, we, we, we're not, the, the armor's not going to do us a bit of good hardly at all. We've got to, we can't get any of the rest of it if we don't have truth in our heart, truth about our sin, truth about ourself, truth about our, our lack of, of uh, yieldedness to the Lord. And then in the other thing, in the tape that I was listening to, it, uh, in the car mentioned this uh, fact of the devotional life of a person. This one fellow was preaching. I don't know what his name was, but he, these were taken off the Internet, I think. And what it said is, he said, I can, I can just stay with a person two or three days. And he said, I'll know, their, uh, I'll know their stature for Christ. I'll know by the way they pray. I'll know if they're a great men of God or just an average Christian by their devotional life. Devotional life. And... Um, I was thinking, Brother John, you know, in regard to that, though you, he's not had college training, uh, I'll tell you what, what we need, and I was thinking about this just last this morning when I was praying, and, um, and you, there are things that are needed in a Bible college, in a Bible institute, or any kind of college that's Christian, that um, there needs to be a great emphasis on our walk with God our personal devotions, our personal walk with God. But he said, just let me stay with him a couple days, and, whether, and I'll, I'll know whether I'll esteem him a great man of God or just an average mediocre person. God can tell our, our life in regard to our devotion. How are your devotion, your devotions, your devotional life? But I want to speak to you about something else this evening. I want to speak to you about the wonderful, our wonderful, glorious, majestic Savior cares for all of us, cares for all of His creation, those that He created, that He sought to save. And I want to deal with three different ones, and they're from my devotions. As I said, I was, I was interested in preaching these other things, but this is where I'm back to, so turn to Second Kings. That's where I am in my... Going through the Bible. Are you somewhere and you're going through the Bible? How many are reading through your Bible? Raise your hand. All right. And uh, the rest of you? Okay. I didn't look to see who it was. But if, if you're not, start again. He said, I never started to begin with. Well, then start. Dr. John R. Rice said, how can God bring back to your remembrance that which you've never read? And so as I go through my personal devotions and our family devotions, often the Lord will, sometimes at the very last minute from our family devotion, give me something to preach. And if it blesses me, I figure it ought to bless you. If it doesn't, shame on you. Amen. It did something good for me. And I just pass it on to you. 
And I've gotten a blessing out of these three things as I read them again. In 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 through 7, our first one is that Jesus cares about widows. There's much in the Bible about widows. And this poor widow woman, her husband was a prophet. He was a man of God. And she, when her husband passes away, she goes to the man of God. And when she goes to him, her answer is met because the answer is in the God of the man of God. The answer comes from the God of the prophet of God. He has the answer. And so the Lord cares for widows. Look at verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha. This is the one who came after Elijah, who went up and caught up into a, a, a whirlwind, a chariot of fire, and Elisha saw him go. Elijah said, if you don't see me go, you're not going to get that double portion. You've asked a big thing for me, but you've got to see me go. You've got to be vigilant. got to be on watch. And Elijah told him three times, stay here. Stay at Jericho. Stay in another place. He said, he said I'm going to watch. I'm going to, I'm going to be here when you go up. And then he asked him, he said, what would you like me to give you? He said, give me a double portion of your spirit. And Elisha did twice as many miracles as Elijah did. But he said, I won't give it to you unless you see me go. We need some young men who are vigilant. Not sleeping, but awake under righteousness, seeking revival of personal life and church life and family life and everything. We need some young men that are on watch who will cut up all their, their cattle and leave their parents with the, the big thing. And I think they were fairly wealthy. God does call some fairly wealthy ones. But Elisha is here now, and he's done some miracles already. He'd already struck the Jordan River and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And God opened the water as he had done when Elijah and Elisha went over there across Jordan. I'll tell you what, we better, we better get on vigil. You sure needed to be over in Iraq, didn't you? Better be on your, better be awake. Better be on watch or someone will blow you up. Shoot you or do something stupid to you. Amen. And yet you just as soon do it to them than them do it to you. Amen. And that was a good prayer, brother. I hope there'll be the first Baptist church in Baghdad soon. One of those men just became a martyr for Christ. Martyr for Christ went over there. We sent, by the way, we got a little note back. Did you, anybody see the little note that the lady sent back? I think it was put up on the bulletin board there. And we sent a, uh, an offering to her. And she said many across the country sent, uh, showed interest and sent a, an offering to her. And I don't know how much we sent. What did we send? Does anybody remember? $200? Isn't that nice? Sent $200 to his widow. I'm telling you, God cares about widows. And he was a martyr for Christ. They shot up all those vehicles over there and two or three other men got shot who were ministers, but he was a Baptist minister, independent Baptist minister from up in Massachusetts, was it? I think. Huh? Oh, Rhode Island. I knew it was up in the, in the east of Rhode Island. And praise God, he got the martyr's crown. Martyr for Christ. Praise God. But God cares for his widow. It was nice. She sent that nice note back. Thy servant, my husband, is dead. 
And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. By the way, I'd like to mention this to you. Maybe for the gospel, maybe for the word of God, he was poor because of the word of God. We don't need to overpass that. When he died, he didn't have the right insurance, did he? Hello? He'd not set any money aside, had he? All of us who know how to do it so well, don't we? But we're not in the ministry. Huh? He was a creditor. That means he owed people money, right? Or he couldn't pay for the rent after he's dead. He hadn't set anything aside, maybe. And you know what, the, you know what God did through Elijah? He said, you should have had insurance. <laughs> he didn't do that at all, friend. So don't you bother doing it either. Even in present-day America. Hello? Good evening. Would you criticize God's men who've given everything they have? And they've given and given and given. And say, well, they gave too much. I don't think you can give too much. Don't talk, don't talk to me about that stuff. You need, to, you need to give all. If you've not written every dollar out of your checkbook, don't you come and tell Pastor Harvey about giving all to Christ. I don't want to hear anything about it. I said, I don't want to hear anything about what you have to say about sacrifice. I've done it so many times. Don't talk to me. I said, don't talk to me. What other people need. What our young men need. What our young men need. Logan, Lane, you need to learn. And, and uh, Nicholas and Joseph, you young men need to learn to give every penny. If God tells you to give every penny, write the very last thing. If you don't even know if you can have food the next week. Because God wants you to give to some missionary, some preacher, some evangelist, or some need in the church. And then you just see God bring that money in to feed your, take care of the bills and everything else. I've seen it happen so many times. Don't you talk to me about it. Amen. I've been praying about things and God got me in line with him. I was praying for things. They were already in the mail. They were already in the mail. Don't tell me. God's answered my prayer so many times. You know, when you're hand to mouth and it's God's hand to your mouth. Amen. When God pays all your bills, and he's done that for about 10 years, then I want you to come and then we'll have some real fellowship about telling each other how God had blessed us when we didn't have a thing. Didn't know if we had enough money for milk for our, our babies. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there looking at a chicken, a chicken leg, and I wanted it, but I, know, I knew my son needed it more than me. I bought so many beans down in Bible college, I thought I'd hate beans. Seven cents a can. Pork and beans, regular size cans. Seven cents a can. Boy, it was cheap then, it's cheap now, amen. I'm telling you, I ate so many beans, I thought I hate them and love them better than I ever did. Nothing wrong with beans, they'll keep your body and soul together. But put the Lord first. When you get old, you'll be able to look back and say, God provided every need I have. So he'll do it for you, young men. If he feeds the sparrows, he'll sure feed his preachers. But they might die with credit. But praise God, there's a prophet around. She said, the prophet said, you got anything in your house? Elisha said to the woman, the widow woman, I, all I got is a pot of oil. He said, well, you go and, and shut the door of your house. We're not going to be like the charismatics and let everybody know what's happening. You shut the door behind you and, you. and you go out and borrow from everybody. Borrow every pot you can borrow. Don't borrow a few. Borrow a bunch of them. They went to every neighbor in that territory, amen? And their sons were running all over the place, these two sons, bringing in all these pots. And, the, and then she said, now you take that pot of oil and you pour into the other pots. 
And then when you fill them all up, and, and she said, Elisha, there's not any more pots to be filled. Or she asked the son, and he said, nope, there's none left. We can't find any more. She goes back to Elisha. Elisha says, you go and pour out and sell what you need. She went into the oil business. She did. I mean, that wasn't the oil in Texas. It was the oil in Israel. Amen. That oil came right from God Almighty. God made that oil. God, he put it in that pot. Can you see them and the boys there? Do you think those boys ever had trouble believing in their fathers, their, their father prophets God pouring all this oil out? They were going to go, they were going to be slaves. And he said, you sell, sell that. We're going to the oil business. Amen. Sold it all. And then she said, you and your sons live off the rest. God always provides enough and more to bless you. The Lord cares for widows. Thank God he cares for me too. Amen. Second one is, our wonderful Savior cares for the barren, those that are not able to have children. That's in the next chapter. Next chapter here. Verse 8. No, the same chapter. Pardon me. Same chapter. Verse 8. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, that he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. And let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned in to the chamber and lay there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call the Shunammite. And when he had called her, he stood before, she stood before him, and he said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou art careful for us. In other words, full of care for us, concerned and kind to us. We're talking about the caring Christ tonight. He cares for widows, and now he cares for the barren. Careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldst thou be spoken of for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among mine own people. I'm just an average person. I don't need that. And he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily, she hath no ch child, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door, and he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, in other words, No, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son. He said, you'll bear a son. It wasn't a girl either, amen? It was a son, just what God said she'd get. At the season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. Then you know the story, how it went on. And as the, the, the child grew up and became sick, went out to, he was out in the field with his father. He was a farmer. And he said, oh, my head, my head. And the father said, take him to his mother. Sounds like a normal businessman, doesn't it? And she sat on his knee, 
She had him on her knees until noon, and he died. He died right in her arms. What did she do? She just went into a fit, didn't she? No, no, she's the great woman. She's the woman of faith. Her name is Faith, I believe. Her name might be Great Faith. And here's what happened to her. She took the baby, and she, the bed that her husband had made or provided up there in the man of God's prophet's chamber, and she took the boy and laid him on the prophet's bed. She wanted to get him as close to where that prophet was. And she went out there and said to her husband, I need to go to the, the man of God. He said, it's not a high moon. It's not a certain sacrifice day. And she said, it, it shall be well. It shall be well. Everything will be okay. And that man came, and she told him, the driver, she said, don't, don't spare for me at all, even though I'm an old woman. The son had grown up now, out there with his fa- father in the field. She said, don't spare at all. Take me to the man of God. And then Gehazi says, Elisha, Gehazi saw the Shunammite woman. He said, oh, it's the Shunammite woman. He said, Gehazi, go out out there and find out what she's coming for. She must have come pretty regular for him to know way off who it was coming. Amen? She was used to going to church. Amen? The man of God, the preacher knew even how she drove the thing or how she came all the time to worship God. And then Gehazi comes out and says, is, it, is, is everything well with thee? She said, it is well. Everything well with thy husband? It is well. Or it shall be well. Is everything all right with a child? It shall be well. Or it is well. That's where we could probably get that song. It is well with my soul. And she comes and she gets there. And Gehazi's right there. And she grow, comes and she gets off of her, her chariot or whatever she's on. And she guts down and holds the feet of the man of God. Gehazi, he was going to throw her away from him and get him away from the man of God. I don't think that this was the normal thing that she did in greeting the man of God, the prophet of God. Hello? Because Gehazi, he didn't like it. Are you with me? This was not normal, but this was not a normal situation either. She went and grabbed his feet. She said, I'm not letting you go. I didn't ask for a boy baby. and You gave me a boy baby. And, and Elisha said, the Lord's hid this from me. Don't just leave her alone, Gehazi. He said, you take my staff. Anybody comes along, you take it right to there and put that on the, on the, on the man, the young man, the boy. Or the young man, if he was, he might have been fully grown. For all we know, we don't know. He said the lad, though, so he must have been probably in his pre-teens or teen age years, somewhere in there. He wasn't a baby. He wasn't a little boy. Wasn't a child anymore. So she, he goes, and he puts it on him, and nothing happened. The man of God goes. He said, the Lord's hid this from me. You know, God doesn't reveal everything to everybody, does he? Does that make Elisha any less the man of God? Because it was hid from him, not one bit. <laughs> no. But he goes. He goes there. And then he lays right on, on top of the, of the boy, and he breathes into him. And he lays right on top of him. The Bible says... And then he says he sneezed seven times. That's probably why in Germany they say Gesundheit. God bless you. That's where I think they got it from. He sneezed seven times and got up. (laughs) Glory be to God. Why in the world would you say God bless you? Because you sneeze or something. Don't we even say that in America? Did we get that from the Germans? I think we got it from the Bible. Anyhow. All right. It got up. But you know. 
the Lord cared for this great woman. The Bible says she was a great woman, but she was a barren woman until God gave her child. She was a caring woman. She was a faithful woman. She was a giving woman. She said, let's make a prophet's chamber for the man of God. She was a full of faith woman. That's what faithful means, but she was a full of faith woman. Filled with faith. She knew if she got to the man of God, things, if God gave her that boy baby, she didn't even ask for him, right? She didn't even ask for him. So she said, by the way, didn't that boy baby have to die later? Maybe he even died for all we know before his mother. We don't know. We absolutely do not know. But she knew one thing. She didn't want him dead now. Maybe later be okay, but not dead now. Hello? She had faith. She had faith. And she was a trusting woman. She trusted God to raise her son. But she was a barren woman. And the Lord cares for those that are barren who want to have children. He even cares for Zacharias' father. Didn't he, wasn't it the Lord that spoke to Zacharias? Not, Zachari- not Elizabeth? I think he spoke to Zacharias. He said, thy prayer is heard. You'll have a son. Thy prayer is heard. Our prayers are all heard by God if they're prayed in the right way for His glory. May be answered much, much later. The third one, the third and last one, is chapter 5 of 2 Kings. You know what God cares for? God cares for the sick. God cares for the lepers. Our majestic, wonderful, glorious Savior cares for lepers and the sick, and He even cares for the proud. Because Naaman was filled with pride. And the Lord healed him anyhow. Now, it was after he humbled himself. But God cares for the wealthy. Naaman was anything but poor. I don't think the great woman was poor. Although she said, I just dwell with among my own people. She was humble. By the way, getting back to the woman, before we get to Naaman, if you'll check it out in the scriptures... In 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 1 through 6, her land was taken away from her, and God even gave her land back to her, that same Shunammite woman. God cares for widows. God cares for widows. Even many years later, when they lose all their land, God gave her her land back. Because he's a caring God. Aren't you glad Jesus cares? I remember in our servicemen center, our first servicemen center, and somehow we, we didn't have a Jesus save sign, but we had a little real nice plaque and it said Jesus cares and so we we put that up above the little refreshment area there in our servicemen center in Fayetteville Fort Bragg Jesus cares and he does care aren't you glad he cares he cares he cares for a leper he was sick and proud and mighty Naaman the leper let's read that and then we'll be through it says now Naaman captain of the host this is in 2 Kings 5 1 of the king of Syria was a great man. Here we just read about a great woman. Now we hear about a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given, had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid. God still uses little people insignificant people to do a great job for him. And she waited on Naaman's wife. 
And she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. How did she know? She had faith. This little maid said, Oh, I'm concerned about my mistress's husband, Naaman, captain of the host. Oh, if he was down in Israel, I know there's a man of God down there. There's a God of the man of God down there too. Elisha says, says that later on. People need to know that there's a man of God in, in this area. Amen? You may be that man of God. Amen? There's a God of glory. Amen? That's working in Killeen too. Hallelujah. What a great Savior. We are nothing, but He's everything. Yeah, brother John Metcalf had the privilege of leading a man to the Lord last night. I was so thrilled on the phone when he told me that. Here we were over here meeting, getting ready to go, and he was over there talking to someone and leading him to the Lord on visitation night. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for visitation night. Huh? Most likely you wouldn't have led him to the Lord that early. Amen? Pray that he'll come to church on Sunday. Thank God. Jesus still saves. Huh? Wouldn't you like to let him use you like he so graciously used Brother John? Brother John just kept witnessing to him, witnessing to him. He wouldn't talk about all the other problems he had. The guy had so many problems. Finally, the man broke down and said, oh, I'm in trouble. He started weeping, didn't he? He started weeping. <laughs> he said, well, you need to get saved. Just get saved. <laughs> Praise God. People have all kinds of problems, and their need is to be saved. Be saved by the grace of God. Just be there for people. Be there. God's great. Greatly to be praised. And one went in and told his Lord, verse 4, And thus and thus said the maid that is in the, of the land of Israel, and the king of Syria said, Go to, go. I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now, when this letter is come unto thee, Behold, I have therein sent Naaman, my servant, to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man doth send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore, consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. And it was so that when, when Elisha, the man of God, that's what he's called, because Elisha was a man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent unto the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me. And he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Hallelujah. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariots and stood at the door of the, of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth. I mean, he was, fit, he was in a rage and went away and said, Behold, I thought, yes, the sinner man always thinks his way of salvation and cleansing is the right way, but only God's way is the right way. I thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place. Boy, he must have been a, a, an earlier charismatic, sure enough, amen faith healer he'd gone to too many faith healing meetings or something 
He said, I thought he'd come over and strike his head and call on his God and come out and be there personally. And all he did is send a message by Gehazi probably to him. He said, go wash seven times in Jordan. Maybe not. He'd already gotten the leprosy from whatever. But one of his servants, go and wash. Dip seven times. Look what he says. Here's the sinner man. And strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not the Abana and far, far the, the uh, rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? This dirty old stinking Jordan. He could have dipped in far, far in Abana all he wanted. He never got clean. He said, when the man of God said, you dip in Jordan, Jordan's the river that opened up. Jordan's the river that had just opened up for Elisha and Elijah and then opened up again when Elisha came back over after Elijah was caught up in a chariot of whirlwind. And what about Joshua? Jordan was made, and they went all of the whole, the whole nation went across Jordan River. Earlier, the Red Sea for Moses. So what do we have here? And his servants came. So he turned and went away in a rage. Listen, when people get upset with you because you tell them how to be clean and cleansed of their sin, just thank God you've got their attention. On that same recording, I think it's Eon Paisley, he said, he said, when you need to really go to prayer and start praying is when people are complacent and nothing bothers them. If they're mad at you, the Lord's working, he said. So when they don't care, about anything, and they get complacent, nonchalant, he said, then you really need to pray. Something is wrong. Woe be it unto you, and all men speak well of you. Sometimes when they're mad, it's soon that they're going to get cleansed. That's true with Naaman. We're almost through now. Hang in there. Hang in there with us. Look what it says there. And his servants came near. Just like the little maid earlier, now his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldest thou not have done it? Or how much rather than when he saith to thee, Wash and be clean. And he went down. The way down is the way up, friends. The way of obedience and submission as little Andrew prayed. Submission. The way of submission is the way of blessing. So many women, they think, if I can tell my husband how, uh, how, if I just, uh, you know, straighten my husband out, I'll be all right. No, you won't. No, you won't. You won't straighten him out anyhow. Unless God straightens him out, you won't straighten him out anyhow. Amen? Oh, I'll straighten him out. Oh, yeah, you, you keep trying. Turn him over to God. God. God knows how to handle everybody. Amen? Lord, break his heart, break his head, break his foot, break his, break, just break him. Amen? Make him more like you, not more like me, more like you. Hmm? A lot of women that want to change their husband, you know what, they want their husband to be just like them. And when you get him just like you are, then you won't be satisfied because you're not much either. Amen? Just submit, submit, submit. There's blessings in submitting. And husbands, sometimes you ought to listen to your wives, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Don't be rebellious, be submissive. Oh, I don't know who that was for, but it's in there. It's in the Bible, over in Ephesians, Colossians, many places. All right, let's go on. They were servants. What did they say? He said something great. 
And then he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And he returned and tried to give his offering and everything. Well, what a wonderful, glorious, majestic Savior to care for a widow woman and to provide for her through the pot of oil. Only one thing in the house, but oil speaks of the Holy Spirit. That was what was used to anoint David the king. Praise God for the pot of oil. Praise God for the God of glory who provided. And don't you think if God provided for that dear widow then, that the Lord probably after that provided for her many other times in different ways. He's a caring Savior, isn't he? Then he cared for the barren woman. The great woman, but she was still barren. She was great. In God's eyes, but she was still barren. And God gave her a boy baby. Gave her a son. God cares for barren people. Amen? And then thirdly, God is a wonderful, majestic, glorious Savior. He cares for the sick and lepers. And even proud people. He delights to take our pride away. Knock all the props out from under us. And we come as a helpless nothing and say oh I don't know if this is going to work or not but I'm going to dip seven times that man of God said we came all this distance I guess I, guess I better listen to my, my little servant girl Amen. he did give me the prescription didn't he he said dip seven times who knows maybe he knew that seven was the number of God I don't know if he knew it or not I'll tell you what he dipped six times and he still wasn't clean but when he came up that seventh time he was clean he was clean And he wanted to give everything away. And he wanted to give his life to that Christ of Calvary who created every one of us. We have a caring, glorious, majestic, wonderful, caring Savior. Trust him like the great woman. Trust him like the widow woman. And trust him like Naaman. And he'll be proved true to you just like he was proved true to every one of them. He'll do the same for you. He's no respecter of person. He wants to bless your life like he blessed all three of them. Our Father, bless the word. Thank thee for it, how great it is, how glorious it is, all these wonderful illustrations, examples in the Scripture. How good, Lord, thou hast been to me. All through the years, Lord Jesus, paid all my bills, taken care of all these needs, fed my children, dear God, provided for their birth and and for their uh, upbringing and everything else, Lord. How great thou art. Dear Lord, surely, if you feed all these sparrows, feed all these beasts of the field, dear God, you're able to feed us, clothe us, provide for us, and meet our needs. Have thy way, we pray.